Radio. Conversations with Daniel Noor. Tackling the tough questions on cradio.org.au. Conversations with Daniel Noor is an edgy, topical podcast featuring an expert on a hot topic in society speaking to me. Every couple of weeks, you can tune in and get up to speed. Do not fake it. Know what Catholicism says about the stuff that matters. Today, we're talking to His Grace Bishop Columba Macbeth Green, uh, who is the Bishop for the Rural Diocese of Wilcania Forbes, about the topic of rural Australia and the environment. Uh, His Grace was ordained a bishop on July the 3rd, 2014. He was born and bred in the diocese where he now serves as the youngest bishop in Australia. We are very lucky to have him with us today. Ah, Thank you, Daniel, and uh, hello to everyone that's listening. We're talking today about rural Australia and the environment. And so many of us live on the coastline of our, of our great land, uh, crowded together in the cities. But, of course, uh, it's the heartland, if you like to borrow an American term, or uh, the, the great rural communities of our nation that contribute so much uh, in way of farming and agriculture, as well as in various other sectors like mining, uh, to the economy and the well-being of the nation. Um, Father, we'd like to know a little bit about your diocese, first of all, and um, how you find living there in that, in that part of our, of our country. Sure, Daniel. Well, our diocese is 414,000 square kilometres, which means it's bigger than France and Belgium. Um, It's very sparsely populated. We've probably got about 130,000 people all up, and most of the people that live in the diocese uh, earn a living off the land or mining or they're Indigenous people. And um, it, it, for me, living out here, it's very, very hot in summer. It's dry a lot of the time, and it's very, very cold in winter, and you have to drive a lot. And it takes me nine hours to drive from my house to the cathedral in Broken Hill. Father, so, what, are yeah. some of, what are some of the challenges then of your community? And you do serve uh, quite a large uh, landmass, but also a, a good number of Catholics. Is that right? Yes, it's about, we've got about 33,000 Catholics spread over that area in small little uh, rural communities mostly. And it's really important for us, I suppose, the environment because we live very close to the environment. It has an immediate effect on the lifestyles of the people of the diocese, probably more so than some people living in the cities where you're actually insulated a bit from the often effects of, of the environment. So, I mean, I, I, I was born and bred on a farm and I remember in the, in the drought times, in the middle of summer, we ran, our tanks ran dry. So we were so short of water, we had to get, them, get our drinking water tanked in. We used to have baths we just fill up the bath once so we'd use, we'd use dam water and the dam water would be all muddy and it would have water beetles swimming around in the water and the whole family would have to bath in the same bath water 
and Dad was the, the dirtiest, been working all day, so he had the last bath. So we'd all have to use this, this water, and these, these little water beetles would bite you when you were having a bath in this, in this dam water. So, you know, we really <laughs> appreciated the value of, of God's great gift of water, for example. So we, we were always brought up, you never wasted water because you, it's a gift and you treat it with respect and you use it with respect and with care because you, you know what it's like when you don't have any. And I suppose that for a lot of people living out in areas that get ravaged by drought and then the environment, that's one of the characteristics out here is that you, you, you um, treat God's environment as a gift that it's not there for you to just manipulate and destroy for your own wealth or for your own greed, but it's actually a gift given by God of which we're stewards and we have to look after it. Father, just why, just why is this so important to you? First of all, have you any involvement in, I suppose, an administrative level or uh, some kind of uh, job description of yours that you've taken on uh, in, in order to help? Um, the, you know these kinds of issues first of all well I suppose as a bishop you're the chief pastor of the people of your diocese so I travel around all over this diocese I go and visit people on their stations and visit people that have no water and see the effect that that has the environment has on those people I've also um, have people in my main city of uh, Broken Hill who have to be tested regularly for their mercury levels because it's a mining city. And if you're born there, you have an elevated um, concentration of mercury in your blood. I mean, that's, that's, that's environment. That's what we've done to the environment that actually affects people's health. So you, you're always aware and you're dealing with those things, we're dealing with your people. We have a, um, in a large indigenous community, we have um, Aboriginal um, group by the name of Pakanji and they're the people of the river and they live down a, along the Darling River. And for, for them, water is something so sacred, the water of the river. So if you've got people that are taking too much water out of the Darling River up north, to grow some of their, their large cash crops, then that river gets to the stage that it dries up and stops flowing. That affects these people. That, that affects, it can even take the lives, and even the suicide rates can go up. Domestic violence goes up. It affects the spirituality of the people living along the river. So, so that's, you, that's the reality. Is mm. it a pastoral care issue that you see that people are suffering and that? their needs aren't being met and have you any qualms or problems with the way that the uh, the needs of rural communities and also the environmental changes that are happening in those communities are addressed or perhaps neglected by the by the media okay yeah I, I suppose I'll say one of the things is that we're always used to living in pretty harsh environmental conditions out here it always has and there's always going to be there's going to be uh, climate changes. You're going to have the El Nino and La Nina and all those 
it, it's part of what you live with, the whole cycle of droughts and floods and so forth. But what's really, really the difficult part is when it's often economical, where, where people are using a resource like the water to grow crops and to use it for things that you shouldn't be really doing out there. Uh, and that's a big philosophical change. And as Catholics, our, our environmental philosophy, which goes back many hundreds of years, is that you have a look at the environment and you see, what can I do here in this environment? So you look at the soil. What, what's the best to grow in that sort of soil? How much water do I have? Where do I build my house so it can make use of the morning sun? And it's, it's the most ecologically... It fits in with the environment. But what we've, what we've seen in the last, or probably the last hundred years especially, is um, people just thinking, I want to grow this out there. And they get there on their property and they want to grow this crop because they're going to get money for it. A lot of money and they find out, well, it's not the right soil. So you've got to get chemicals and fertilisers to make that soil produce what you want it to produce. Then you find you haven't got enough water, not enough rain. So then you have to pull the water out of the river or from underground. And you find out, well, you've got a nice place on your property that's got a nice view. That's where you're going to put your house because you want the view. But it might be the wrong place on the property. Um, it might be facing the wrong way. So it's really, really cold or it's really, really hot, and we say, oh, no worries, we'll just put air conditioning in, in, into that because the most important thing is the view. So it's a, it's a, it's a philosophical change that the Western world has sort of got. And do you and see the really, effect of that philosophical change? Is it what a negative? And, and do you see that negative effect, the ramifications of that effect, in your own community? And is it their perspective, or is it the result maybe of what city dwellers are doing? Yeah, um, look, it, it certainly is affecting rural areas. I mean, most people out there um, look after their environment really well because they rely on it. I mean, they, they starve. Um, so they're not there to destroy it. I suppose the, the city dwellers, the, the biggest difference is sometimes that they don't consider what it's like to live in these marginal areas. So... For example, to treat the environment as a gift from God. So if you're in the city, don't waste water. Have a, have a thought about that when you, you know, don't have a half hour shower. Just because you may have plenty of water, don't waste it. Don't let it run down, down your gutters. Don't leave the tap dripping. This is the important thing. Um, there's an attitude that, well, if we got it, we don't have to care. We can waste it. And it's these poor people out that have nothing. Well, that's their problem. That sort of upsets me a little and the people that live out in the country. And, you know, that's the thing. I mean, we've got to treat it as a positive thing. Um, don't use your air conditioner all the time. Only switch your air conditioner on when it gets hot. Don't put it on 24 degrees all day. You, you, this, this is the attitude out here. Well, 
when it's hot, it's over 30, you can put the air conditioner. Otherwise, open your window. Close <laughs> your blinds during the heat of the day so yes, your house good doesn't warm sense. up. Use those common snake things. things. Those, 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 those kind of heat protectors that you put beneath the bottom of a door around a window. Uh, All those things that they used to pretty well do in the old days, a lot of those things now, we just we don't care. We just rely on our electricity and our technology to come in and just make it all right for us and make it comfortable for us, but they're not exactly environmentally friendly. And, and so the credibility of maybe the city dwellers that will like to go up and, and often say what we should be doing out in the country, and we, well, the people in the country look, look there and say, well, what are you people doing? Just practically be in solidarity with us. Water's precious. Our air is precious. Don't put gunk into the atmosphere if you don't have to. Because it's a gift from God. Your Grace, you've Not spoken of. Yep, sorry. You, well, you have spoken of those circumstantial challenges, and, and I, I mean physical ones, the environment, and certainly um, that mention of uh, mercury poisoning is very reminiscent of you know that film Aaron Brockovich, where it was big business against uh, the members of a of a community. And, and certainly mm. there is that. Are there other pastoral challenges, not just because of the difficulties of farming in Wilcania Forbes, which um, you have spoken about in the past, the difficulties of living, but also as a, as a bishop? And um, I, I know that it must be a challenge to deal perhaps with the needs of those communities. Is it difficult to manage? And how do you plan to overcome those pastoral challenges and bring the faith alive? in Wilcania Forbes? Well, I, I suppose the, the first big challenge is to get around and talk to people and to be present to these people because often they're sort of forgotten. No one wants to see how they live. So the first thing in me as a bishop is to go and visit them and be with them and let them know, look, I know, I know you're struggling and this isn't right, let's see if we can fix this up, let's ha have, a, have an ear for them to just talk to. It's that very simple, basic, basic stuff. And then as a bishop, I might be able to then, on a bigger forum, like talking to you, Daniel, <laughs> let yeah. people know what it is like. This is huge. I mean, this areas. is the face of Catholic. This This podcast is really, I mean, it's changing society. But anyway, continue. Yeah. I am and, being and a bit so, facetious, but keep going. Yeah, well, for, for, for my role, that's it. I, can, I have to stand up as a bishop. You have to stand up for your people. That's, that's my role. They, they are my sheep. I'm the shepherd. So if they're hurting, I have to try and do what I can. It might be through diocesan agencies like our Centre Care, our St Vincent de Paul, let us see what we can do. We're trying to get pastoral catechists um, established in the diocese to go out and visit these isolated rural people that are having great difficulties on the land, um, financial and, and so forth, to, to, to give them support. So we're trying to do those actual things in the diocese, but really letting people know so they just have, um, you know, that they think about people that are living in the bush and often they seem to be 
uh, the perception out here from a lot of people is that city people just like to tell people in the country how they should live, what they should do, without actually knowing, you know, how they are living. Father, we often like hear I, about I would, one of the challenges that we do hear about in the city, probably a cause for guilt or at least a feeling of powerlessness among many people, is the, the great suicide rates that we see in farming communities and the depression and mental health issues that farmers face. What has been your experience of that? Um, well, it's very real. It's very real. It's, it's, it's often a, a combination of um, economics and uh, the environment when they both hit uh, and plus the lack of support because there are less people out on the land, you know, little family farms are, are becoming um, fewer and fewer. Big companies start to own the land. Uh, back in the old days, you had your little rural communities. So they would go and play tennis together or they'd meet at the pub and they'd talk things over. But, but now, more and more, families are becoming more isolated, even from each other. And so just that support, having someone just to talk over your problems, that, that's the, you know, it's the root of the mental health is that actually there's no one to turn to when you're under pressure and you're dealing with very proud people that have been there often in, on family farms for two or three generations and suddenly it's your generation that might lose it all. What yes. do you do? Yes, yes. And yeah, and, and so just being able to and be there as a, as a pastoral support, yeah. Mm. So, Father, there are and, those issues to be had. What do you think, and in closing, is the role of the Catholic Church in rural Australia and for farmers? Very, very simple, Daniel. We give hope, and we do that through our presence. To me, that's so important. In a little community, the church should be the last thing that pulls out. After the banks have closed, everyone else, the commercial activities, we strive to at least be there, to keep a cross going, to keep a church going, to keep someone there, prayers going in that town, because that's where they get their hope from. And so it's together presence and hope. And that's so, so important to those communities, and they really appreciate it. Bishop Columba Macbeth Green, we thank you so much for your time and for the insights you've had about a great part of our country about which many of us have very little to do and, um, and the great work that you do and, and that the church is doing. We thank you again uh, for your time. Thank you very much, Daniel, and thank you and God bless you to you and all your listeners. Plenty of other great podcasts for your listening here on Cradio. You've been listening to Conversations with Daniel You've been listening to an episode of Conversations with Daniel Noor. And for more episodes of Conversations, and for more talks, interviews, and shows, visit cradio.org.au.